Yes. Any other thoughts? I'm sure we're going to find something hard about this man. Anyways, Mel, as we study more. So, yeah, I mean, my own, my own thought is that God stirred his spirit. God just made him make a decision where he felt what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. Or maybe it's important. I don't know. He just thought about it. Now when enemies, Ezra chapter 4. Enemies of Judah and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity, those people that just came back, they started building temple and they're going to be serving God again. Then they came to Zerubbabel. The enemies came to the appointed mayor, the head of the people that they just chose, and to the chief of the fathers and said to them, okay, Let's help you build the church you are building. Because we want the kind of God that you have. We, we seek your God as you do. Remember they said these are enemies. But then they came and said, oh, we like your God. We want to help you build your church. The place of worship. And we do sacrifice to your God. We sacrifice to God since the days of Ezer Ardon, the king of Azur, which brought us up here. This requires explanation a bit. So, this is very important. Every time we hear in the Bible where they said um, Samaritans, you know, scripture says that a Samaritan woman came to Jesus. And Jesus said, this gift or miracle you are asking for was meant for the children. But you, how come you come asking for that? And the woman said, uh, my Lord, don't call me a dog. Even dog in the real world, they eat something that fall on the ground for the children. This is the story behind the whole thing. And the, most of the part of it is in the other book. When Nebuchadnezzar came here and moved all the people, the first batch of people, he moved them all the way. And by the way, this thing that we're looking at that is small here, from Judah all the way to Nineveh, we remember that it took Jonah three days to walk it. When God asked him to go to Nineveh, he didn't want to go. So he got deposited here by the the whale or the animal that swallowed him. And he had to walk three days to get to Nineveh. So this is three days walk to get here. Now, to get here, you, in fact, the distance that was calculated is about 400 miles. It's like walking from here to that. Well, Dallas is 300 miles. Okay, Oklahoma, let's move a bit. Maybe if we think of Chicago. So from here to Babylon, think of from here walking to Chicago. Yes. So that would be a good distance. So if we go all the way on I-10, it's like walking all the way to Louisiana. Probably half of the distance or something like that. Walking. Just enough for it's about 100. So, yeah, it's like you keep running around. So, this is very long distance. So, here's now the story. 
So Nebuchadnezzar moved the people over here, the first round of people. And then after eight years, he went again to attack them, all the people that were left. He carried all the people that can walk, all the men, all the people that are smart, all the people that are able. He carried them. After the second raid, the only set of people he left are the ones that uh, cannot do anything. Maybe old people or people that do not have anything left. So he left them. Now, he moved them over here as slaves. Now, something happened. He now asked everybody in this place and said, do you like to go and live in a place that is vacant? Some people volunteered to go and live. So they lived from here and they went to the place here we would call Samaria. So these are Babylonians that went there to live in Samaria. And they became the Samaritans. They were living in the land of the Jews, but they have no idea what they do there. In fact, it got to a time that they started seeing animals, lions coming around, and they complained back to the king and said, can you send one of the church people so that they can pray so that those lions will go away? All these stories are in the book of First Chronicles and Second Chronicles, so that we can see. And then he sent some of the children of Israel to go back there. Now, those people were the ones living in Samaria. The few people that came from here to come and join them, to be praying for them, just to pray so that lions will not go there, worship God, let's go to a mountain and worship God. In fact, that argument was with Jesus when the woman by the well uh, said, oh, I'm not supposed to talk to you, you know, because I am from this side of town. Meanwhile, we worship God on this mountain. And you people go to Jerusalem, you say God is there. So they have their own way of doing things. Think about in America, everything goes. And most of us will say, but we don't use, we're not doing this in Africa. We pray to God. We close our eyes. You give offering. You give tithe. You kneel down. When you go and pray, you pray. When you serve God, you serve God. People say, oh, no, no, no. In America, just do it nicely. So things started changing. So what happened was these people, when the children of Israel started coming back to build a temple, the people that have been living here, they did not like them. And then they said, oh, we also like your God. We want to help you build your church. We want to help you build a temple. So what he now said in this verse so that we can clarify it properly. And they, he said, they said here that we do sacrifice to your God since the day king of Azure has brought us here. The king they were talking about was the king here that brought them and resettled them. Think about it that this is a very bad illustration. Think about it that people from San Antonio said that, oh, well, there is a place now called Lome. I will, if you want to go, go and live there because we've moved all the good people from Lome here. So you carry people from San Antonio, whether they speak Japanese, Chinese, Hispanic, they now live in Lome. And now you want to go there. And then you're trying to build the place of worship there. And then those people say, oh, let's help you. 
you're wondering, how can you know how to help me to build the place of my God? That was the, the issue here. Let me read on here so we can now talk about it in a few minutes we have left. But Zerubbabel and Jeshua, the rest of the chiefs said, verse 3, you have nothing to do with us to build a house unto our God. But we ourselves together we build unto the Lord our God of Israel as King Cyrus, the king of Pasher, has commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah, and they troubled them in the building. Big problem. They started troubling them. Oh, you want to build it yourself? Let's see what you're going to do. Now they started doing some few things. They hired counselors against them. Some people that will come and tell them, oh, you want to build this thing? This is nonsense thing you're building. It won't work. God is not going to do this. God, this. There is no way God can help you. What do you mean? God? They started hiring people to come and discourage them. You people just come from Africa and you think you're going to have church in America and you're going to look decent. Waste your time. This is not how to do church. You want to come here and think you can start doing that? Let's help you. Let's organize it. You see on TV, TBN, how they do, that is how it is done. They hired counselors to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Pasha, even until the reign of Darius, king of Pasha. So, they started having problems. Um, I will pause here a bit because um, it's important that we, we look through some of these and, and just understand the context. God made a way for them where they did not believe it. They were not, I don't think they were praying. Maybe they were praying in their heart. But they didn't know how God did it. God just did it. Cyrus said, go back home. You do whatever you want. They got there. They started building the church. Everybody, for two years, they started making things. People beginning to come back to God. Suddenly, some people came and said, we want to help you. But now they said, no, 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 don't help us. Our God is is more than able. And then those people say, eh, you don't want us to help you? Very good. We will frustrate you. You will not do this. Let me ask a question. Did these people really want to help? So why did they first come and say, let's help you? It's a trap. So for us, how do we know when people come first time to say they want to help us? How do we know that <laughs> they're actually having a trap? Because this happens in real life. The first time somebody will come, you they will come nicely. Ah, my brother, how is everything? Tell me what's going on. What is it that you were doing? They just want to know everything. You say, oh, no, just let me know when you need anything. Uh, are you doing anything now that is important? Tell me. And something in your heart, the Spirit of God will tell you, this person. I mean, I want us to be careful with this story. These are not, they didn't look evil. They said, is this your God thing? We believe your God. That was how they started. We like your God. In fact, we worship your God. We're also from Redeem. We just want to join you in this prayer thing. We want to pray for deliverance of Africa and Nigeria. 
Ghana. But we want to pray for deliverance of, you know, Ghana. But we want to pray for the West Africa. We want deliverance, you know. Oh, all these, we know you people serve God. We worship your God too. We also do, we believe in the Holy Spirit. And then you tell them, say, no, 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 don't worry. God will help. Just be praying for us. Uh-huh. So you think you've arrived? You think you know what you are doing? In fact, I believe they wanted to see what was going on. They wanted to be part of the project, to see how they can really destroy it. Sometimes it's very important for head of departments, anyone that God is giving great work to, to have that spirit of discernment. Watch who's asking to know what's going on in your house, what's going on in your family, what's going on in your ministry. They want to come and help, but the help they want to offer, they will claim it and wrap it in the name of our God. Let me read the way they said it again, because this thing is very important. Ezra chapter 4. Yeah, uh, the first, when they came, then they came in verse 2, they came to Zerubbabel and to the chiefs of the fathers and said to them, let us build with you. Using cooperative word, nice word. For we seek your God. Ah, That's spiritual. They're quoting Bible before they'll tell you, we want to help you. Even the way you do, and we do sacrifice. We give offering. We give money. Sacrifice to your God. Since the days that, you know, the king allowed us to relocate to this place. But Zerubbabel, the head that they chose, said, nope. Priest said, nope. You have nothing to do with us. To build a house unto our God. We came for ourselves together. Say the word there. We ourselves we came for our slaves, fine, we've been, 50 years we've been lost. 50 years we have lost everything. But we're going we're gonna to get it. We're going to get everything together. Sometimes there are some time in life that challenges will come, but we must be able to stand on that word of God and say, you know, this is my thing. I'm going to get it. I'll, I'll get everything together in life. God is going to help me. So we will build it and... We're going to get through it. Oh, then those people, they begin to attack the people of God. They trouble them in the building. They hired. That means they paid some people to cause trouble, to frustrate their purpose. The purpose is to raise the temple and build it again. They want to frustrate it. Hmm. It's important to have spiritual discernment. Sometimes when you are stubborn spiritually, it's because you are believing God will help. If God has put it in there, has stirred the heart of Cyrus, God will finish the work. That's why the prayer of Zerubbabel was more intense when Zechariah was praying it. It says, for the hand of the Lord has started the building. It will finish it. But we're going to see in this story what that meant. It's a serious prayer of faith. These people were basically using little money they have. And they get some people are coming with money to help them. Yes. You know what you just said uh, about how 
they were frustrated. You know, they came as if they were actually going to help, but they had an eating agenda. And that's what is actually going on in our lives right now, even in the United States as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, was, I was just thinking about it, that it is okay for you not to criticize um, the LGBT community. It is not okay for you to say, you know, to preach the gospel openly, but it is okay for them to call the name of God, you know, and make mockery of the name of God using, you know, uh, profanity language in the middle of calling the name of God, and that is okay, that is acceptable, but you cannot preach the gospel, you know, boldly, and that is bothering other people. Yeah, it's over t- the one thing we have to know is we are going to raise the pillar of God we'll, from what we believe. Other people, they will pretend, and what th- the way the pretense will come is we want to bring peace. Mm-hmm. We want unity. We want love for everybody. We cannot discriminate. That is how the story will start. We have to love everybody genuinely. It doesn't matter whether you call this, you call that. But we must be able to say, "Mm, mm, mm." there are some things that we cannot mix up here. What these people are trying to do is they want to raise a place where they can actually worship God correctly. And how they started lining up priests, people that will walk. They choose workers. They started singing. These other people, if we look at it in our life now, people that will say, how is it not possible for you to have a gay pastor? Are they not going to be helping in the ministry to bring all the gays? God said that everybody should be saved, so we should have this or that, and on and on different kinds of things that people say they are helping the ministry. We must be clear to say you cannot help the ministry. There is no way you can build this. And and the moment you say that, you will now invoke verse 4. And they will frustrate everything you want to do. The moment you say the truth and you stand upon the scripture and say, you cannot come. They will say, well, we preach, I mean, we, we serve, is it not the same almighty God? It's just, I like my body like that. I want to just be a woman myself. I just like only men. I, and I love God. And they can even speak in tongues. You'll be able to tell them, no, no, you cannot. That is not what God wants. We must be able to stand upon that. And the moment you say that thing, Oh, verse 4 will come. And they will frustrate your purpose. They will hire counselors to frustrate your purpose. They will preach weakness. They will trouble every mission or word of evangelism. They say, ah, haters. How come? Yeah, we have to be clear in the spirit. And thank God for Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was has been a slave for over how many years in that land? Those people have cried many times because they just miss church. They have no way of going. 
In fact, for anyone from here, back home here, you need a permit as a slave. Can you imagine? You need a permit. In fact, remember, here was where Nehemiah was serving in the, in the palace of Susa. And we'll find that when we get to Nehemiah chapter 1, chapter 2. You will say that he will send message home and say, check for me what's happening to people that are living in Jerusalem. We say, ah, terrible. No food. No money. Anytime you hear now, we were talking about it. What's happening to people back in Togo right now? You say, ah, don't let them start the story. There was a time I heard that even phone call. They will not let phone calls go through. And you're wondering, what can I do? Food? No food. Road? No road. Light? No light. Bribery? I heard last week, they would just kidnap people. Because you, you talk too much, uh, okay, they'll just come and grab you, right? I mean, I was still trying to believe that in my mind. I was like, that's not possible. But that's real. By the time Nehemiah heard of all the badness, he was praying to God, Lord. And then somehow he talked, the king saw his face. He said, you want to go? Let me write a letter for you to go back to your own country. That's sad. So when some of those people got back and they were trying to, they have no money. They had to use whatever little money they have. They have no fancy stuff. They just have to do it. It has taken them two years just to do foundation. Just to do the foundation that they will put their altar on. Two years. That means they have nothing. It's sad. And then some people started fighting them now, attacking them. And then... Uh, I'm just looking at the time. Uh, hmm. I'll, I'll, let me read through this part. I'll skip some of them because we're just uh, talking about different things. So there was a letter now. I'll read Ezra chapter 4 verse 6. I'll read from verse 7. In the days of Atosese, he wrote a letter, and they put the name of so many people there. Extra chapter 4, verse 10 now. He wrote a letter to everybody. He made a copy so that everybody can understand it in their language. And we'll jump to verse 12. And this is what the letter says. Be it known unto the king... So they send a letter to him. Be known to the king that the Jews, so some people that have been trying to trouble them from building the church, they want to take it to the next level. They say, we've troubled these people. It's not working. We've frustrated them. It's not working. We're going to get a letter from the governor or the president or whoever and cause chaos. That was the same thing that the man we study, Haman, did. But let's read that. Be known to the king that the Jews which came from you to us, they have come to Jerusalem that they are building the rebellious and bad city. <laughs> this is a letter from some of the neighbors. 
He said, uh, these, these people that have come, you send them here, you give them permission to come, they are building a rebellious and bad city. And they have set up walls thereof and joined the foundations. They are beginning to build something. Oh, let it be known to you, our king, that if this city is built and the walls set up again, then they will not pay tax again. These people, they will now no longer pay tax to you. They will not pay tribute. They won't pay custom fee. And so thou shalt damage the revenue that you make. Uh, these people, this church thing they're doing, they just want to use it as a cover. They will no longer pay tax. King, you must do something about them. Now, because we have maintenance from the king's palace and it was not made for us to see the king's dishonor, <laughs> he said, sir, we think that you are busy, so we don't want to disturb you that much. We are writing this letter to you about these bad people. Therefore, we have sent and certified the king. We have sent this letter, and all of us, we have signed it. That search may be made. Please, king, look in your book, in the records of thy fathers. Check in the history of your own father's king. So shall thou find in the book of records and know that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful unto the kings and provinces and that they have moved seditions. They always cause problem within the same old time for which cause this city was destroyed. Here's the story. The letter they sent to the king is and letter. Can you help us with the screen again? Okay. They said, King, they sent a letter to him here and said, Please remember, check in your record. These people they are beginning to build church. That church will become something else. All they want to do is they want to avoid paying taxes, tributes, custom, and before you know it, they will fence this thing again. Please check in your record. They are very bad people. They are very terrible people. Once you check in the record, you will see that these people have a very bad history. They are forefathers. They've always been doing this. The moment you let them start like this, they will cut you off. They will not pay again. Please check. Make sure you find out that these people, the reason your great grand, the, the, all the kings before destroyed them was because they are bad people. That was the letter that their neighbors, the people that said we want to help you. You know, it's hard to see the heart of people. Very hard. You can be going to the same church. Doesn't matter. I have to finish this in two minutes, so we'll continue from there later. Then the king, I'm reading from verse 17 now. Then send the king and answer unto them. So the king now replied their letter. Verse 19, let's jump there. And I commanded and searched as been made, and it is found that this city of old time has made insurrection. Say the city that you are talking about, I have checked in the history. True, true, it is true that they are always not listening. They fight against the king. They are rebellious. Seditions have been made therein. There have been mighty kings also over Jerusalem, I can see in the record, which have ruled over the countries beyond the river. Beyond the river. 
They're talking around about here. They've ruled over this place. I have found it in the record, and that is what is happening. Verse 20. There have been mighty kings ruled over them beyond toes and tribus. Custom was paid unto them. Give ye now commandment to cause these men to stop the church program they are doing. That this city be not built. They should never build this city again. Until another letter comes from me and the king. Take it now that you fail not. Make sure that this instruction is done. Why should these people continue and damage the, and this, the plan that we have? And they made several copies of this letter and they sent it. So Cyrus, released by the Spirit of God, stirred by God, released people to go back and build temple. People started for two years. Their neighbors that did not really, 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 really like them, that they thought that they wanted to join them, they were stopped from joining, and then they started hating the people. They sent letters to the king to search in the record. And then he said, oh, I found truly that these people have been great before. And if I let them, they may not pay tribute to us again. And he said, going forward, nobody should build a temple or a church. It must never happen. God started a breakthrough. Now, that breakthrough has stopped. I want to take it to a spiritual level. And if we don't understand this, the scripture will look like just letters. Sometimes, and many people will tell us otherwise, we cannot listen to the people that do not understand the word of God. If God, by his mighty power, has brought you to this country, <laughs> What is it that God cannot do? Some people will tell us so many ideas of how God will help you here, how God will bless you here, how God will take you. I have no doubt in my heart how God will bless me here. If you brought me here, he has a plan. I didn't know how to swim. I didn't know how to. And God brought me over these many rivers. Then he has a plan. If God steered the heart of Cyrus, God has a plan. So many times when we get into difficulties here, we should never look at those people that are hiring counselors to distract us. When we get into trouble and we begin to hear things that tell us you would not move forward, going forward, we should never believe such stories. As God, whose report are you going to believe? Here, They've seen miracle of God. They, they were singing. Can you imagine all those 70 years old, 80 years old people when they saw this, the worshipers, the trumpet, the walkers, everybody worshiping God, they cried again and said, oh, can my heart see this again? They're believing God again. Their heart is rejoicing again. They're beginning to give offering and everything. And then suddenly, their neighbors sent letters, and then they said, stop all this nonsense church thing you're doing. Their faith would go down. So the work was stopped, and we'll, we'll, we'll probably stop reading from here, but then uh, you will see that I want us to pay attention to this book. The book of Esther is a small book, but it has a lot of information about the scriptures. Here you will, you will see that 
the people of God, what happened to them through Cyrus was a prophecy from Jeremiah. Now, by the grace of God, will God will help us to go back and read that prophecy. The prophecy of Jeremiah is that the Lord will raise a man from nowhere that had no idea, and then God will stay his heart. Back to your point. And God will put a seed in him. He said, God will use an infidel, someone that had no idea about church, to do great things for church. And that prophecy came from nowhere. It happened. Now, some people did not like the work of God. And then they put a stop to the letter of Cyrus. And here, two major prophets were part of the people that were back with them. Haggai and Zechariah. So the book of Haggai and Zechariah, this is what formed the entire book. So if you're reading the book of Haggai or book of Zechariah, everything that is written there is because of what is happening here. So when you're reading that now, you now see exactly when... When you hear, and that's why I said that what we read about Zechariah, when we read Zechariah, I think chapter 4 or something, when he was saying to Zerubbabel, Oh, Zerubbabel, the Lord, because Zerubbabel became afraid when he got this letter, when they said, Stop and no more instruction to build. Uh, Zerubbabel was like, You appointed me to be head or governor. There is nothing I can do. There is no money. There is nothing. Two years we've done nothing. That was when the word of God came from nowhere to Zechariah. And Zechariah, let's read that part and then we close so that we can continue from here next time. We're continuing from chapter 5. Let's open to Zechariah. Because some of these scriptures, they look scattered, but they are not once we understand it. Zechariah is after Haggai. Remember I said that these two prophets, Agai and Zechariah, they were part of these people. They were prophets. So I want us to understand. They have priests led by Jeshua. They had Zerubbabel, the governor. And then they have prophets. Those prophets were not, prophets don't talk unless something has to come from God. So Zechariah is after Agai. Those two guys, Zechariah and, and Agai, were the ones if you open to Zechariah chapter Yes. Okay. Yes. So Zechariah chapter 3 is is Joshua is the head of the priest, right? And it, they call him Joshua, but actually it's Joshua. That's the name. So Joshua was the head of the priest. Zerubbabel was the head of the organizing, like the governor or the mayor. So here is what happens. This is prophets now. A prophet that was part of the problem that time now just said this. I will read Zechariah 3.1. And he showed me, he said, the man said, God showed me. Joshua, the high priest, Standing before the angel of the Lord, it's like it's as if this man had a vision while he was sleeping. After Haggai, Agai, you see Zechariah after Agai. Just before Malachi, someone's the second to the last. Oh, right, yes. So he said, Joshua, the Lord showed me Joshua, the head of the priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at the right hand side to resist him. 
You remember all the people and all the people that are saying, you're not going to build it? See, the man of God just saw the, the vision. And he said, I can see the priest that wants to be doing the work of God in a vision. And what I saw was I saw Satan trying to stop this man from doing the work of priests that he was supposed to do while they're trying to build the church. And now he continued in the vision. And the Lord said to the Satan that is stopping this man, the Lord rebuke thee. That is a very powerful prayer we can learn when we are praying. It says, the Lord said to this to the Satan that is trying to stop this priest, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen Israel, Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of fire? Has God not pulled you out before? Why are you trying to trouble these people from doing the work? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments. This is a vision. He saw Joshua with filthy garments. And stood before the angel, and he answered and spoke unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garment from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused your iniquities to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. He said, The Lord showed me a vision that this man that is the head of the priest, the Lord showed me he has a dirty clothes on him. And the Satan was standing there to accuse him. And the Lord showed me something that, he spoke to him that the dirty clothes that is around him should be removed. That was the vision of Zechariah. And then he continued. He says, take away the garment. Behold, I have caused them. I and I said, let them set a fair matter upon his head, meaning a, a turban. So they set a beautiful turban upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by him. This was when they have a lot of trouble. <laughs> they already told them, no more church building. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, if thou will walk in my heart. So basically they get the word of God straight unto him. Now, let's read chapter 4. That was the vision for Joshua. He said, God has cleansed you. Don't worry. God will be with you. You have to preach the gospel. Zechariah chapter 4. He had another vision. It was talking about candlesticks and things like that. There are meaning to this. But let me jump to this so that we can close. I will start reading from verse 3. And two olive trees by standing beside upon the right side of the bowl and upon the left side of the So I answered, I sent to the angels that talked with me, saying, what are these things that I'm seeing, my God? Then the angel talked with me and answered and said to me, Don't you know what these things are? And I said, No, my God, I don't know. Verse 6, Zechariah 4, 4, verse 6. Then he answered and said unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord that you will give to Zerubbabel, the head of the council, saying, it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you 
old great mountain before Zerubbabel. Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me again. God did not finish saying that, and he continued saying this. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. And you shall know for a certainty that the Lord of God has sent me to you. For though as despised the day of small things, for they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. Plummet is pretty much the plumb line. The thing they use to measure the house, whether the house is straight or not. With those seven, these are the heights of the Lord which run to and from the earth. This was the vision that Zechariah had when, when they got later. And say, well, walk, stop, nothing happened again. Zechariah got two visions, one for the head of the priest and one for the governor. This is one thing we are missing in our lives today. There's no prophetic word again. I mean, you don't see these prophets talking when they're doing other things. They're just quiet, but when troubles come, the prophecy came. They got a letter, and the prophecy was, the hand of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation. He will finish it. Who are you, O great mountain? You will become nothing. You know, when God starts something, anyone that wants to stand before God will be crushed. It's just, it's just a matter of God finishing it. So what happened in the book was mighty, mighty deliverance of God. And what Zechariah was saying to Zerubbabel, he says, you know, it's, it's not by power, it's not by, it's by the Spirit of God. Who stirred the heart of Cyrus? God. Say, God is going to turn around this. Sometimes when, when, we, when we talk in church and say everything, people will say, mm, what do you know? Because you don't know how things. But one thing I always stand by for me is this. As long as God is in control, everything is fine. Um, the only people that can sing this song, I can see everything turning around, everything's turning around, everything's turning around, oh my good. I pray the Lord will help us. Question? Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you because your word